As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by the one and only Stutin Magutin. What's up, dude? Are you dry? I am dry. Yeah, yeah, I'm dry. I I would probably rather... Well, no, I don't know. I guess that implies that there's other episodes where you might be wet, you know? I'm confused. (laughs) (laughs) no i'm talking about the floods yeah i got everything squared away it was a really really long night because we recorded that night and for those of you that were nice enough to support me in my basement when i went live down there to answer some salt lake questions to keep me from going insane i appreciate you so much thanks for dropping by but yeah i got it under control i was outside of my house in the pouring rain at 1 30 in the morning shoveling mud towards my window wells again and then i dug a pretty much a moat uh, away from my house and I had to angle it so the water would run away from it and it actually worked. Ingenuity. So I it. Yeah, and then I went to my basement for the next three hours and had to drain water out and it was a nightmare. And then when I got done that, I texted you at 2.30 in the morning. I think I sent you a meme and said, I'm still awake. And that's when I started editing the podcast. I went to bed at 4.30 a.m. and I had class at 8 a.m. So uh, it was a long night, but uh, the basement's dry. Uh, my outside's a disaster. I got to clean that up when it <laughs> gets a little cleaner outside. And um, I'm still tired. Yeah, I bet you are. I was confused because I got home and I, it, it was pouring in my place and there was a huge issue. A bunch of cars got hit by a lamppost. And I come in and I'm soaking wet. And I saw that we were live and I thought it was a mistake. No. I'm like, what's going on here? So I <laughs> click on it and I'm like trying to get undressed and like get out of my wet clothes or whatever. And I see that you're live and I think, oh, my God, he hit a button in his pocket, Uh and this is a nightmare. Instead, I see you in your basement talking to our fans, and immediately you go, oh, Shooter's in here. Let me try to get him in. I'm like, nah, I'm going to bed, bro. I am not dealing with this shit. You left me high and dry, and I was like, he'll come in. I I did not leave you high and dry. You left me high and wet. And uh, no, no, I'm not even going to give you like a little like, ho, ho, ho. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not playing your game right now, because I even said to them, I was like, bet me doesn't come on here. And I invited I did you. Not, I, as soon as you said it, I just closed it. I'm like, I, I like, just wanted to see if this was real. Guy. Yeah. And then I had to sit there and explain to our listeners, like, why you don't like me. So thank you. That's Appreciate fine. It. You do that every episode. Yeah, that's true. But before we get into the Rosenthorn, we have a major announcement to make. As you know, we have our live show coming up in just two weeks, two weeks from today to be exact. It is January 25th. At the Green Room 42 in New York City, we're taking over the Big Apple, but we have a big announcement to make about that show. Should we tell them, Shoots? Yeah, I think it's about time to tell them. So we have a very special guest coming for those of you that enjoyed the new season of Roni as much as we did. Or if you just like Bravo in general, you've definitely seen this person around. We got Erin Litchie coming out from Roni, one of the new castmates. We're so excited to have her. It's going to be a blast. So if you haven't gotten those tickets yet, please go get them ASAP. Come hang out with us. Hang out with Erin. Hear what we all have to say. It's going to be a blast. We're so excited for it. So get those tickets. Link is in the bio to purchase. Our second announcement. We have another show coming up in March. This one is in Philly at the City Winery. Back where it all started. 
those tickets go on sale today, I guess. I was going to say tomorrow because we're filming on a Thursday, yes. but it's on Friday. So by the time you're listening to this, they're on sale. You can go purchase those tickets. There'll be a link in the bio as well to purchase those. Come out, home turf, home field, baby. We're so excited to bring a show back to Philly again. It's our first standalone show here. So make sure you come out and support the bros. That's all you got to do. Just get gotta... some tickets, come out, support, hang out. Just enjoy yourselves. Yeah, just not a lot to ask. It's not a it's, look. It's not a lot to ask. All right, just buy it. <laughs> just fucking do it. <laughs> no, but please go buy those tickets. We're so excited to see you guys. We can't wait for these live shows. Are our favorite thing to do. It's like our bread and butter. It keeps us. It keeps us young. You know. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely keeps us young. Uh, definitely creates some anxiety. Well, not really anymore. No, the first live one, shows don't give us anxiety as much. The first one was a little bit, you know, I don't even know if it's anxiety is the right word. Apprehension, perhaps. Yeah, but the first one, we were there like six hours beforehand, and it we just a had long time. a lot of time to just sit on our hands and, and think. think. Well, how's, what's it going to be like? What are we going to say? What are the people going to think? Are the lights going to be bright? Am I sweating too much? Yes, that the answer to that one was definitely <laughs> It's yes. hot. It was fucking hot. For those of you that haven't been on a stage, those lights, they give off some serious heat. Like I mean, I was and you don't notice until like halfway through you're like, "Man, I'm I'm kind of have to rock some makeup." You're going to wear some makeup? Maybe. I mean, I no shade. I'm just as a question. I, look, the way that you have you, against makeup. The way you turn that around on me, I, I heard it from the jump. That's not what I was saying. <laughs> I was simply asking. I have no issue if you wear makeup. No, that's a good point. Uh, I'm more so just thinking about the sweat, but you know what? Maybe I'm not afraid of the sweat. Wear Erica Jane's mascara that she wore when she cried on TV last season. Oh, that's a good call. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Um, it'll just be sweat. I'm not crying, guys. Yeah, it's just sweat, guys. Relax, all right? Everybody chill out. But uh, without further ado, why don't we get into our uh, Rose and Thorn? Hey, you don't want to talk about any current events? Do we have any? Oh, we've got current events. Well, I mean, I kind of touched on the Bass Pro Shop guy last week. Yeah, a little bit. Uh for those of you that don't know, there was a guy who was very drunk and driving and crashed into a Bass Pro Shop and decided to strip naked and jump in the fish tank. I feel like everyone's wanted, I've wanted to do I've that. I've wanted to do that forever. Yeah. And he acted on it, intrusive thoughts or dreams, depending on what you want to say. Or, I think he was just following his dreams. I think he was probably blackout drunk and crashed into a Bass Pro Shop. Do you think that was the plan, though? Did he leave the house like, oh, man, it's time. I assume he crashed into the Bass Pro Shop first and then realized it can't get any worse. Oh, you think that, that was a fuck it moment? Let's get in there. Yeah, okay. why not? It's a pretty good... As far as fuck it moments go, that's got to be up there. Yeah. Look, no, I... Nobody got hurt so we can make jokes about this. I mean, he got hurt because he jumped into the pool and nobody could see his dick. So they're like, "What? What is it really cold in there? What's that's going a, on here? Yeah, that's a tough look. Yeah, so that was... And then there was a whole discussion about shrinking in the cold online, describing it to people who maybe don't have dicks. So, you know. That's that's a thing. It's By the way, thing. we're throwing it out there. That is a thing. It's a thing. So that's a big one. And then the other one is the tunnels in New York. Those are wild. Those are fucking insane. So if you've been living under a rock this week, underneath of a synagogue, there's a group of Hasidic Jews that were digging tunnels under their synagogue, and they wanted to create a little bit more room. I thought it was more so... I don't. I actually don't even really know what I was thinking. I had a lot of theories that were throwing around there. But yeah, they were popping out of crates outside on the street. I know. It was and just jumping out behind mailboxes. There were hundreds of people down there that were just digging the tunnels, just having a good time. And look, what is it? You got to take this away? Guys can't dig tunnels anymore? That's, I guess, like if there's nothing nefarious going on, what's the I issue? I mean, it's got to be a structural issue. Like, what if things start crumbling because they're definitely not? Yeah, but it's like, it's New York City. How how structurally safe this is... It's definitely not the craziest thing that's happened in New York oh, City. Oh, absolutely not. And that, it's probably not the only tunnel system under New York City. Oh, I'm sure. 
Yeah, no, but I I thought that it was really funny, and that one kind of gripped me for a couple of days. Do you know where I really want to go? Where? The catacombs in Paris. No, 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 don't. Hey. Have you not read any? Have you not seen what was that movie? Uh, uh, yeah, of course. Under or down below? Uh, it was as like, above is as down above, below. Like as above, so below, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. That was a good it. movie. Um, no, yeah. There's there's apparently a whole group of people that live in the catacombs. Sick. And they will take all of your things and leave you there to die. Good luck. What do you mean? It's dark. They you, they've adapted to the darkness. They were born in the darkness. You You've adapted to the darkness, but they were born oh, in the yes. darkness. <laughs> I was born in the dark. Molded by no, it. No, they'll take your flashlight. They'll take, they'll take your phone. Not that you have any service. Good luck. Okay, fine. Go they ahead. They are going to be weak. They're living underground. You, They're definitely not eating their protein every day. They're I've eating each the other gym. probably. Bro, what do you mean there's protein? I have been in the gym getting ready for this show. If ever there was a time I could take on the, the catacomb people, it's right now. Bring it. All right. Let me just take a health insurance policy out on you. Pay per view. Health insurance. Life, life insurance. insurance. Yeah. Let yeah, me take, take a, let me take a life insurance policy out on you, and then you can go ahead. We'll stream it live. I'll go in the catacombs. What is there to see? Me versus catacomb people. Okay. Fight to the death. All right. Let's get to Rosenthorn. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to start off, or you want to roll? Yeah, why don't you kick it off for us? All right. So there was a couple of comments this week. I think we brought in a couple new listeners, and some of them were not fond of us. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, joy. Uh, so there's actually, I don't want to take one of yours, so maybe I'll just visit this I don't one think you back. will. I really don't think They're you will. They're both reviews. So. Uh, you're not going to. Okay. Yeah, All right, good. then I'm going to read both you're of in these. in the clear. Uh, so somebody called us the JT of podcasts. <laughs> not really sure how that. we got there. Uh, and the comment said, I liked it until it became apparent the quote-unquote bros just pander to the female audience and popular takes to expand and grow. Their takes are not interesting. Yawn. Don't listen. <laughs> I don't fucking know. That doesn't make any sense. Like, we're not, we're doing a bro take on this shit. We're yeah. not pandering to anybody. No, we don't. each other. We pander to each other a yeah, little because bit. because we know each other's humors. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, the other comment was painful, is the name of this one. <laughs> one star. Uh, this podcast is two straight men mansplating at Real Housewives who take themselves way too seriously. We do? Um, stupid we're idiots what do you they mean? definitely didn't take the time to familiarize themselves with the earlier seasons we're very open about those shows that we don't do that with this is and they claim to watch but they sound like they're getting their recap from reading the cable tv review of each episode is there still a cable review tv like i'm thinking about that that magazine that we used the to TV get we yeah. yeah okay sick uh, I guess they thought that they found their niche focusing on reality TV shows about women. We did find our niche. We totally did. Absolutely did. So thank you for that. We're crushing our niche, by the way. <laughs> also, what like whatever. Do you think that we're just reading articles about these shows and then spewing our nonsense? The funniest part of that. I wish. That would take a lot less time. It would. But the funniest part of that is that just summed up, like, first of all, we haven't gotten one of those kinds of reviews in a while. But that sums up pretty much our thorns for like the first six months of the show. Oh, in dude, one, yeah. Which is really funny. I, it brings you back, honestly. But honestly, if you're either, I'm just going to call them out, actually, Marine or Jules, seek Christ. How about that? <laughs> you need Christ in your life. Why don't you stop hating on the podcast and go just just go do something else? I don't care what you do. Anyway, uh, my rose. <laughs> my rose comes from uh, from Monday's recap with watch what crap happens okay ronnie out of nowhere with no context whatsoever called me scooter he did it was right so away as soon as i got on camera he said what's up scooter 
I thought that you had prefaced it somehow and talked about it. Nope, he just completely messed up and called me Scooter. Right on brand for us, and it honestly just flew us from there. We just completely took off. The best part of that is he felt so bad that he got your name wrong, and I was like, no, no, like genuinely, that that couldn't have gone better because that's what I do every single show. So my thorn is this. So let me just read the, I'm going to read it first, then I'm going to tell you. So it says, the boys with the jump. This is from Cordy Buggy. And it says, 5 a.m. on a Wednesday, and I'm the happiest girl in the world because the bros have a full Ross Slick finale recap. Thanks, boys. One star. (laughs) (laughs) I think that means that we're the number one star. Yeah. I like that. But it does Mario Party, we got number one, so we get more stars. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's... It happens occasionally, and it always makes me laugh. Somebody leaves a, a really, really nice review, and they click the one star. It, it happens. Like, you get confused. It's not a big I don't deal. even care anymore. Those no, are funny. It made me laugh. And then my actual, or I guess I'll do my rose, and then I'll get in, because it's going to take a minute. So my rose is this, and I wanted to make sure I got our shout-outs from across the world, because you have to go on Chartable. And for those of you that don't know, Chartable is where, like, you track a lot of analytics for podcasts and stuff like that. It's like a public domain kind of deal. But... You can't read foreign reviews on Apple Podcasts in the U.S. They don't show up. It only shows reviews from the U.S. So to get reviews from other countries, if people leave them on Apple, you have to go on Chartable. Yeah. So I was in the review section, and we got this one. And it says, greetings from Western Australia. I've been listening to the pod for a while now and love your bro takes on your favorite Bravo personalities. The latest episode that you mentioned, our beautiful Rottnest Island, was hilarious. Steel, you absolutely nailed your Aussie accent, but we just say Aussie. I was cackling, laughing while driving down the freeway in Perth. <laughs> this part made me laugh. You actually aren't allowed to touch quackas on Rottnest, and you can be fined by the rangers. They need to be protected. Keep up the great work, bros. Lots of love. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk steel in Australia, not allowed to touch quackas. Steel just shouldn't drink in Australia yeah. again. Probably shouldn't drink at all, but yeah. <laughs> Let's just stop there. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but here's my biggest, and this is like a rosy thorn. So I'm going to go in and read other international reviews now. They're in there. You got to search through. Okay. They're in there. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of Polish. There are. There's Polish. There's Sweden. Um, Great oh, Britain. Yeah, we got some Swedish reviews. We got a few of those, actually. But there's a, yeah, you go down that rabbit hole. There's a couple good ones in there. Uh- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, but that takes us to Rabha, and this was a very sentimental episode. It was a very emotionally touching episode. Um, I actually watched this shooter got to my house, like with 20 or 30 minutes left. And there was a moment towards the end where I turned and made a joke to shooter because I was crying and I didn't want him to see me crying. <laughs> so I made a joke instead and pulled my hat down. Gotta deflect it. I, I did. Always I, use the humor. I deflected with humor and usually I'm more open to being vulnerable, but I didn't want to cry in front of you today. That's okay. Yeah, it's, I know. Thank you. But uh, we start out and Crystal heads over to Kyle's. They're going on a day trip to Ojai, 
which sounds like a lovely place. I've never been. Have you been to Ojai? I have not. Oh, hi. But the next thing. You just scene... want to say that? Is yeah, that kind you... of. Okay. Um, I could have done a much better job. The setup wasn't great. That's on me. But we get Garcelle and Sutton, and they're talking about the conversation that Garcelle had with Dorit. And Dorit was pretty horrible for a lot of it. But, I mean, at the end of it, it did seem like they were agreeing to just, like, let's just fucking move on from this. Yeah. And that's where Garcelle's at. Because Sutton even says, well, did she understand? And Garcelle's like, you know what? We're just going to move on. And it goes to her confessional. And to her credit, she's like, you know, it's this is how this group works. Like, we're just going to move past this, try to forge ahead, and maybe develop a better friendship because of it. I am curious if this will rear its head again later. See, I don't know. I feel like Dorit's going to think twice before she says anything to Garcelle. I hope so. Which should happen yeah. at this point. But we get to check in with the group as they get there. And uh, Sutton has a second date with Steve. Oh, yeah. We said already. We love Steve. We do like Steve. Steve, we're still a little cautious about the 300-song long karaoke. I'm okay with it now. I need some time to digest it. Why? I'm fine with it now. It's a hobby. I, that was my... Kids need hobbies. That was that was, your point last week? That was my defense. And I you're like, I don't know, bro. It's pretty weird. I don't listen to you <laughs> at all. In it, in he, one ear, look, out the, I, the main thing that I took away from that entire conversation is that Nookie is on that playlist, which I said last week. Mm-hmm. He's got that on there. I want to see him do that. I want to see I hope the list. that we get, I hope in this second date, and they're doing a karaoke date, it sounds like. Maybe do a little karaoke date. Are they doing date? a karaoke date? That's what I took from it. Oh, cool. I could just be Sutton being Sutton and you know saying five things at one time. But it sounded like maybe they were doing a karaoke date. And if they show that and this man is up there doing Nookie, I am all the way back in. If he does Nookie, I'll be all the way in. I'm not out. I like Steve. I have high hopes for Steve. Yep. I'm cautious of the list still. What, guys can't have hobbies? Fuck you. This is literally my defense. Gatekeeping hobbies now? Uh, (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Gatekeeping. But uh, I I did make a note. And look, I'm... I'm not the fashionista here. That is Shooter's department. He is the one that comes. What are we talking fashion. about? Dorit showing up looking like she was ready uh, for equestrian. She looked as though she was. Is that wine country? I have no fucking idea. I guess that was honestly. My, I'm not knocking the outfit. Yeah, that's a huge middle circle of a Venn diagram between equestrian and wine stuff. It, like it kind of crosses over. I I stop. I, I guess I don't that even was my question it. for people. Was like, is that chic? Was she chic then, or is that over the top? I think I don't know. Yeah, I think more so what Kyle was wearing. Like, you wear jeans and stuff out, like jeans with boots. And... Yeah, you're going to bop around Ohio and sip some wine. Yeah. Usually you put on, like, some sort of cowboy hat or... I guess, I, I don't know. ...along there. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I was just fedora. curious. Did you wear a fedora in no. wine country? God, no. I would never wear... If you ever see me in a fedora, knock it off my head and slap but As a goof, like, you and I go to wine country, oh, we're yeah, a little totally. fedora. But I, uh, I mean, yes, I would, but I would rather, like, a cool, like, straw hat instead. Something like that. Uh, a little straw hat. Like and a straw then... bowler. Yeah, but... Put like some wheat in your mouth. And yeah, now we're talking. Yeah. Ooh, now, you're, yeah. now you're speaking my language. All right. But we get to Ojai and uh, they're going shopping or bopping around. And we have to stop in the olive oil store because Dorit loves oil. And she. <laughs> does she love oil or does she just want to speak Italian? I think she just wants to speak <laughs> yeah. Italian. But I don't like, is that a flex? Is she like flexing on everybody? Like, watch this. Or is she just, I guess I don't want to knock her. I don't know it's... if it's, I don't think it's a flex anymore. I think. She learned it to flex, not to bridge the gap between herself and other cultures. I think that she did it so she could flex on the people around her. Yeah. Anymore, it's just to read. That's a good point. Yeah, at least she's consistent. I'll give her that. But we do get a little tidbit here as we get to the wine tasting. And of course, the the man that works there, his name is Blaine. Blaine. 
I, I would be happier if it was like Blaze, Blaze in Ojai, but Blaine in Ojai is still pretty, that's pretty Ojai, I think. Either way, he's still on the Purple Cobras yeah. dodgeball team. <laughs> yeah, Blade. No, is Blaine on it? No, it's Blade, Laser, Blazer. He fits in. Okay, he's on that team. Wow, dodgeball, I haven't seen that in a minute. But while we're at the table, we get a couple of tidbits of knowledge. And the one thing I want to ask you, because Kyle says that her happy place is no longer L.A. She doesn't feel as connected to it as she used to, and she's much happier being outdoors, hiking with the dogs, skiing, whatever. Is this a hint at a potential departure from the show when Portia's gone out of the house? Maybe. I mean, it could be. I, I don't really know to what extent she's going to move away from L.A. That could just be her living out like further in the hills. Or just like maybe have a condo in L.A. and live in like Aspen or something. They already have the Aspen house, so it's yeah, not so I really... guess it's not. Yeah, I think it's more so just her trying to get out of the city aspect of it all. But this could just be her, I don't know if it's her getting away from the show as much as it's just her progressing through life. She might just be getting to the point in her life where those other things don't really interest her and she wants to get out. And look, I understand all of that. I'm saying maybe it's like one and the same. Both can be true. Maybe it's a potential departure because she's ready to move on with her. She seems to me in a place where she's ready. Obviously, she's ready to make a change. She's making tons of changes right now. But I more so mean like shifting her entire life somewhere else where she's no longer going to be interested in this. And maybe she wants to go do something else or just kind of escape from the limelight for a while. I'm, I'm so curious as to where this journey is going to take her. Like what's the end goal, not even the goal, but where, what's the finish line, I guess, like could, where does she end up? It could just up? be a pipe dream. It could just be one of those things that you think about, but you're never actually going to do. But she has the finances to be able to do it. Absolutely. Anywhere. That's why I'm I actually like, thought that it was more so an indicator because I don't, I don't see Mauricio doing that. Mauricio's got the whole job, and he's got his business to run. Well, he's he not can't gonna, leave L.A. He's no, got to be around there. This conversation is separate. Those two, I, I didn't speak separate of, them. I know you didn't. I'm saying yeah. I think that most conversations surrounding either of them have to be individualized considering what their relationship is right now. I don't think you can say, like, oh, yeah, what, no, what are like Kyle and Mo doing? What is Kyle doing and what is Mo doing? Oh, so you had already built that in. Yeah, like they're they're already – Doing separate things. They're okay. living in separate places. I don't see these two coming back together, especially with what we're seeing online right now. You know, Moe's out in Aspen spraying fucking champagne on some chick. Like, I don't... Look, they're separated. Do what you got to do. I'm not here to comment on that, but I am saying as far as where their relationship goes from here, unless it's just like a time where they're both going to go do their own thing and blow off steam and potentially come back together. But yeah. to me, it looks like a legitimate separation that is potentially I, going to lead to a divorce. I would say that all of the things that Kyle's been doing this season, this past year, with all the extremes that we've spoken about a million times at this point, this seems the most realistic. Yeah. Where she's talking about, like, working out twice a day, and, like, she stopped drinking, and, like, yeah, obviously, like, those things are good for your health. Those are still extremes. This one seems plausible for her. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. This is where she's going to end up. That's where she wants to be for you know the sunset of her life if you will if you want to look at it like that yeah i could see that happening and i think that's something that she wants to do yeah and I'm, i support it I, yeah zero shade to it i was i'm curious just if you take all of the opinions you're just out, wondering whether or not she wants to be on the show anymore yes okay yeah is this a, but like what, what is porsche porsche's 15 i don't know i think she's 15 because they were showing all their ages when they were walking into the the party later um yeah, so what What it gives her three years? Let's say through college, probably. Through college, so seven. Okay, yeah. so that's still a still, yeah, period of time. Not even on the radar. But even, I don't know. We don't have to keep digging that because who knows? It might be nothing. But look at us overanalyzing things that Kyle says. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> but then we get to play a little game, and golly, 
the game was successful. That's the thing. I'm against games. I am so firmly against games. But when they do work and they have a good time, it's fun to watch. It was fun to watch these girls just have a nice time. I didn't see Sutton licking the foot. There's I, Not in a million years would I have thought that she'd be down for that. That cracked me up. She gets over, licks Kyle's sweaty toe, goes back, and then later sticks her tongue in Dorit's mouth. Ipso facto, Dorit licked Kyle's toe. That's how that I works. I like that. Yeah. I like them apples. Transitional properties yep, right there. That's just math, baby. That's what we do here. But as we start getting into the game a little bit more, it starts to get a little bit deeper. And we get to the Instagram comment. People are talking about, is it appropriate to follow certain people? Is it appropriate to like certain things? DMing, blah, blah, blah. And Kyle immediately is like, no, Mo and I have thought about that before, which is pretty damning. And now... The first thing I did when I heard that was I texted Dev and I was like, isn't that the same thing that she did with Morgan Wade? And Dev had a good point. And I think that this plays into kind of the entire dynamic we're seeing between these two. And what I called out in my theory with Kyle a while ago, I think that she's seen enough evidence from Mo. I think she's seen enough DMs. I think she's seen enough follows and likes from Mo where she's so done with it that I I, it's hard for me to fault her for reaching out to Morgan Wade, honestly. It depends in what capacity. I mean, we've been... That's a good point. We've been pegging Kyle this whole year for having a relationship with Morgan Wade. Yep. And obviously the music video comes out and everything, but everything that Kyle is saying to us verbatim is Morgan Wade is one of my closest friends. It could be as simple as that. I know it's not as scandalous as everybody wants it to be, but if we take her for face value... She's reaching out to Morgan Wade because she really likes her music. And look, it doesn't mean I believe any of this, but if that is how Kyle views this and we're blocking out all the outside noise, she's reaching out to somebody that she wants to be friends with, somebody that she has respect for. If she's not reaching out with the intent of starting a relationship like these women are messaging Mo, then I have no issue with that at all. Okay, It's really just the, the court of public opinion right now is, oh, she's carrying on with this relationship with Morgan Wade while she's separated from Mo and she's out doing all of this and now Mo's doing that. If it is as simple as she is just a really good friend with Morgan, which, you know, we can look at all the different scenes with the two of them together and say there's some weird tension in there. Sure. If it's really just a friendship, then yeah, I don't really care if she's reaching out with Morgan Wade. Which is fair. And then Dev had another good point. She had a lot of good points today. As I was trying to think my way through this, you know, if this is a romantic relationship, it developed into a romantic relationship, like, wouldn't Kyle do so many favors for herself if she spoke up about certain things rather than keeping everything kind of swept under the rug and allowing for us all to continue to speculate? And Dev had a great point. She's like, yeah, but maybe she's doing that because she doesn't want to drag her daughters into this, you know, Portia and everybody. And if she flat out opens up, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. It opens up. 15 million cans of worms and now everybody's diving in further is she doing this to protect her kids is she doing this to protect the family overall where she's like i'm not going to get into it because it's not worth the public scrutiny that we're already getting and if i open up this can of worms it's going to get worse and worse it's a possibility there's also the other chance that she doesn't care what other people think anymore that's all I, that I think would that's be really true. helpful i think like, that's true though if that's what yeah exactly and that's what we've been seeing her progress through Yes, she's doing all these other things, but I think the end goal is I'm going to go live my life and do what I want to do. Things are crumbling around me, but I'm resilient and I'm doing other things. Maybe she just doesn't give a shit. And like, I do agree with the fact that her 
her kids are still young for the most part. I mean, like we said before, Porsche's 15 years old. She's still living at home, so she still has to deal with the outside noise. But Kyle's in a place right now where she's even told us as much. She doesn't care anymore, so let her go live her life. I, I'm not like a big proponent of what Kyle's doing, and she's not opening up. She's on a show where she has to tell us what she's thinking. She has to tell us what she's doing and give us reasons and answers as to all of her actions. And she's not doing any of that, so I'm frustrated with Kyle there. Okay. But as a person on a person level, <laughs> on, a, on a people level, on a people level, if we're talking about people here, people talking people, if she doesn't give a shit anymore, then go ahead and do whatever the hell you want. You're not hurting anybody else. We get to another question. And look, where you're saying maybe it's totally platonic, all this stuff. I got nothing but red flags from this episode pointing to a relationship. So I'm, I'm not that like, oh, you know, it's whatever. She brings up the question. I don't even know if it was on a card. She just says, would you date other women? Or would you date women? Sorry. It was not on a card. There's no way it was on a card. Everybody there's like, and you can tell because they're all, they all have questions about Morgan Wade. All of the women at the table have questions about Morgan Wade. And then she brings this up out of left field and everyone's brain starts working. They're all kind of, hmm. And Garcelle with the great drop in, in the confessional was like, I think there's a country song somewhere in there. I was like, ooh, sick burn. It's a good burn. It's a good burn. But I guess my question to you is with this, like these little tidbits, these little nuggets of just dropping in left and right, like something like this, does this perk your ears up? Are you like, wait a minute, is this more evidence or is she just trying to like put everything out there so we're all just so busy speculating she's just going about her business? I think it's the latter. I think that Kyle's been here for so long she knows how to play the game. We always say that. Kyle knows how to play this game. She threw that out there that was not on a question card at all. I don't see this as a friend confiding in her close friends saying, hey, I'm at a bit of a crossroads right now. I'm thinking about dating a girl. Would you ever date a girl? Like That's how people are going to view that. I think it's Kyle just, she's not throwing people off of her scent, but it's almost like she's throwing it in our faces. Like, I know you guys want me to talk about this. I'm going to skirt around the edge as much as possible, but give you guys a little bit of information to think about as if you were at home. And I, I like that game. I like that. I appreciate what you just doing. said. You're upset with Kyle. I am upset with Kyle. Okay. Anyway, we move on. From... <laughs> it's a different perspective. Like as a viewer, I'm upset that she's not talking about it, but game can still recognize game steel. All right. Fair enough. But I will say the vibes were vibing at this lunch. It was nice to see the ladies come together. There's no feuds, finally. Like, they just have a nice time, and we need these moments every once in a while. Not all the time, but I do need to see them able to move past things. Just sometimes. Just sometimes. Just sometimes. It just makes it a little bit better for us. Yeah. But moving on, we get Garcelle with her boys, and, uh, you know, she's getting sad because they're 15. They're turning into young men, and soon they'll leave the nest, and they'll head off to college. Jax doesn't care. He doesn't have the same emotions as his mom. He's ready to leave. Yeah. I, I go back and forth with this kid, man. Like, I respect how mature he is. He he needs to be nicer to his mom. And I know he's a 15-year-old kid, and I'm not knocking him at all. And I know there's more dynamics in a family that we're not there for. And he does go back and forth between his parents. I'm not here to speculate on that kind of stuff. I, this wasn't as bad as the other conversations that he's Absolutely had with Absolutely not. I think he was just being a sarcastic asshole, which right. is 15 years old. What are you going to do? Right. But I guess it compounds for me. It, okay. Like, you say more and more things, and I'm more like, poor Garcelle. <laughs> He'll figure it out in like 10 years when he needs his mom again. At 10? You think 25? Six, seven? I don't know, dude. Uh, let's see. My life imploded when I was 27. So, <laughs> so 12 years. You got, you got plenty of time. But we get to a very perplexing scene for me. And this was Dorit and PK's couples therapy 
And uh, I think the, and I, you know me, I overanalyze little things and like body language and what they do. I think it speaks volumes that when the therapist arrived and PK went to go get the door, he stopped for a slice of pizza first. Like that to me is a priority thing. And I know it seems subtle. I know it seems like it's not that big of a deal, but if you're having couples therapy and you guys are struggling in your marriage and your therapist arrives at the house and you go to get the door and you stop for a slice, to me, that means you're not prioritizing this. To me, if you're drinking a beer and having pizza before this, not having pizza, but stopping on the way to the door, that to me says this isn't actually a serious thing to you. I think that's fair. I don't think that's reading body language at all. I think because even Dorit called it out in her own joking way, which she, we all know she's not joking, him stopping to get pizza when he's on his way over to go get the door for their couple's therapist. Yeah, I think that does speak volumes. I, this whole scene was, I don't know. A lot of people are going to call it out and say or PK just has a hard time processing his emotions. I think that was all bullshit. I do too. He cried at the end of it. I think the reason why he cried at the end of it is because he has a hard time doing things that he doesn't want to do. That's really all it is. He does not want to be sitting there talking to a couple's therapist about him and Dorit and what they're doing. He doesn't want to talk about her PTSD. He's called it obnoxious 50 times. Laughed and at look, it. we as the viewer, we go through it because we watch this show. This is two seasons and it takes up pretty much a full year of our lives. Yep, more or less. But it really has only been about a year. So while we give Dorit shit for it because she's a little inconsistent about the all the people at different parties and things like that, she's married to PK. This is your wife. You need to support her. Nothing you're doing is supportive. You're mocking it. So when it turns to the point of the therapist is looking at you saying, okay, you can't really mock this. You need to try to understand where she's coming from. He's stuck in a corner. He immediately stops and turns it into, well, you know me. I just don't really know how to handle these things. And once he starts doing that, he breaks down because he's talking about himself. Correct. He's not talking about Dorit anymore. He's talking about his inability to process what Dorit is going through. And then he starts crying. This is all about PK. He doesn't want to deal with it. He's got a problem with it. It's inhibiting his ability to go live his life. He's got to travel and he's got to worry about whether or not Dorit's crying at home. He's not worried from a spousal interest. He's not worried from a, I, this is the love of my life and she's crying at home and I need to be there for her. This is a, this is going to complicate my life personally. And PK's coming to grips with that. That's why he's fucking crying. That was very well said. He's a big baby. I agree with all of that. Yeah. That was good. But for me, when I watched this scene, just to add to what you were just saying, like his first issue that he wants to clarify and clear up with her is the fact that her response to his surprise dinner, a.k.a. his weird sexual fantasy turned into yeah. a reality in re reenacting Pretty Woman, like that wasn't about Dorit. Again, that was about PK. No, like that's, I get what you're trying to do and framing it as a romantic gesture. But again, let's break it down. You want her to dress up as a prostitute, meet you at the Beverly Hills, whatever, the show, show de blah, blah, Chateau Blue. What is it? You want to go to the catacombs Chateau Marmont. and you can't even do that? I don't need to speak French to fight. What do you mean? How are you going to find the entrance to the catacombs? I'll just you start can't... picking up manholes and jumping down like a Ninja Turtle. Call me Leonardo, baby. Go on. <laughs> go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. Leonardo's fucking Italian. Anyway, go on. I know he is. Call me Leonardo the Ninja Turtle. I know. You picked the Italian one. You could have gone Raphael. They're all Italian artists, you dipshit. I thought Raphael was French. Is he? I'm pretty sure. 
Oh, now we need to get into that. Oh. Interesting. This isn't about the podcast. <laughs> uh, this is definitely something my brother's going to text me about tomorrow. So, Oh, well, at least we got clarification. <laughs> but my whole thing with it, man, is it's just like you said. It's so self-centered, the fact that he wants to clear up his issue first. When this is the root of the issue is the PTSD, his understanding of it. Is it blown out of proportion? Sometimes it could be. But I think the the best thing that you said was, that's your wife. It is your job to support her in anything she's going through. If she says this is a real issue, instead of mocking it, instead of making light of it, instead of saying, I don't understand and that's a problem, your job is to comfort her and figure out a way through this instead of, and I thought it was so condescending every time that they make a point and he counters back and he has to say to them, do you understand? Do you understand? That's a good point. Do yeah, he was doing that. Stop saying that. Yeah, they understand. You're, nothing you're saying is that groundbreaking. You're not speaking in riddles, sir. You're being pretty clear about it. Yeah, they understand. You don't have to clarify with the women. Do they understand what you're saying? Yeah, I, I think the most ironic aspect of this whole thing, if he was there for her in the beginning and continued to be there for you know months after that, she might not still be dealing with this. Right. You may have been a good support system for her to get her through it. Instead, you ignored it because you thought it was obnoxious and you didn't like it. And it was having a negative impact on your personal life. So you stopped dealing with it. And then you started mocking her. That made things worse. If you were just there for her as a support system for the months thereafter, she could have been through this already. And we, the viewer, may not still have to deal with this shit. Yeah, right? Instead of him saying... I'll never forgive PK for that. I'll never forgive PK either. And he's honestly, his, his draft stock is going way down in my book. Because then he says stuff like, when does high maintenance blend with PTSD? And then he goes to a confessional and he's like... He doesn't get it. No, but it's rude. He like, never has. I guess that's my problem with it is, look, Dorit drives me nuts. A lot of the stuff she does drives me nuts. But I shouldn't have to watch her husband make fun of her on TV when she's making an effort at least. And yeah, could it be for the camera? Could it be played up? Sure. She's trying. She's trying to get you to understand where she's coming from. And look, we, we speculate on it all the time because she does have a weird thing where certain parties tonight... She had no issue going to Kyle's party. We didn't know. Maybe she got like a preamble as to who was going to be there. I don't they, know. It, the producers could have just stopped dealing with it at maybe, that point. Maybe. But my my whole thing watching this scene, all I can see is a husband. You, you literally framed it perfectly. It's a husband that wants to live his own life and he's getting dragged down because he has to deal with his wife's shit. That's what I see. Yep. And it sucks. It really, it, it's a bummer because I always like PK and this season has really turned me off of him. But, um... But then we get to the last scene of this episode, and that's Kyle's celebration of life party for her friend Lorraine. And look, it's a it's a very emotional thing. It's a very sensitive topic. It's a very powerful topic. And I thought that the party was really well done, honestly. I thought that it was exactly what it was supposed to be, a celebration of life. We do get some things during this party that I want to talk about. And the first one is... And this is where my red flags are going off. And I'm not trying to be insensitive, but when I'm watching Kyle watch Morgan, that's where I start having a lot of questions. Because before I was kind of on your team, or not your team, but you made some points where it's like, who knows, really? Like, it's a lot of speculation. He said, she said, whatever. The more interactions you see with these two, when she's warming up for the show and Kyle is standing there filming her just like enamored, she is completely enamored by she Morgan. She cuts Wade. off her assistant who's giving her the rundown of how the night's going to go. Yeah. To go walk over and stare at Morgan while she's warming up. Yes. And it's weird. And she she can't cannot take her gaze off of Morgan. And then later, when they're feeding each other 
and they're feeding each other the fruit. And look, mm-hmm. it could just be a playful thing, but when there is speculation, and maybe you're right. But Morgan knows that Kyle doesn't like cantaloupe, and she thinks about it all the time. Or when I, she thinks about that all the time, or she takes her shoes off. She's like, I know you like it better that way. Like, shit like that. I'm like, man, there's just, there's a lot of breadcrumbs here. And is it intentional? Is Kyle setting this up purposely? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think that there is a mix, but the mix is way more, this is actually how Kyle feels about Morgan than it is for the show. I think that her scenes with Morgan are the most genuine Kyle that we ever get this season. I agree with that. Like, that is truthfully her. And I'll get into that a little bit more later, um, but I do need to talk about this pissed me off. And the first thing I need to just flat out ask you is why is Anne-Marie on this show? No fucking idea, dude. It, they We went through this when Anne-Marie first popped up. This show did not need any replacing. You don't need another housewife. There's a lot of them already on here. Most of the shows have, you know, six, maybe you go to seven. You don't need to add another person just because you lost Rinna last year and Kathy's not going to be on the show. Let's see what we have. Why are you adding in somebody else? I guess they did it because she's friends with Kyle. So maybe Kyle pulled some strings to try to get her on there so that she could have another person to kind of lean on in case she needed that. But we're not even seeing that anymore because Kim's on the show. Right. She's leaning on Kim and she's got Morgan on the show. Like we don't need Anne-Marie. And I don't know what the fuck she's doing because she's so fixated on Sutton for whatever reason, just because of the esophagus thing. I don't understand it. I thoroughly do not understand why she sits down with Sutton's two best friends to discuss. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Or maybe she is playing the game. Maybe she knows that it'll get back to Sutton and then Sutton's going to blow up. And it's at a very sensitive event. So this would look bad for Sutton. Sutton obviously has the fortitude to say, no, I'm not going to do that tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight. Really bad time to do that. But what the fuck is Anne-Marie doing? Like, why? Why? one, why are you doing this here? It's you could have so done inappropriate. At the vineyard. You could have done this a couple days before when you guys were all together and called her out in front of everybody and it would have ended badly because people would have come to Sutton's defense probably. You're doing it now. It makes no sense. What is your storyline? We saw your family once. Other than that, you're doing absolutely nothing. Nothing but bringing this up. And that's if I'm Kyle and watching this back and I see this, I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? My best friend, this is an honoring celebration for her life and you have the fucking nerve to bring up some shit that could cause a scene here there's a lot of things that we even a charity event is more appropriate when we saw homeless not toothless and they blew up there and that was inappropriate this is even beyond that for her to think that this was a good idea or good for the show or a good scene or a good topic to talk about is ludicrous and we have heard from multiple doctors nurses People have come out and spoken out about this. We got messages in our DMs from actual doctors saying this is a real thing. The fact that she's so fixated, it doesn't even seem that implausible that somebody could have a small esophagus. What do you think's weirder? Do you think it's that she definitely went through her old medical books or that she definitely did not go through her old medical books? The latter. Yeah. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. 
Because there's no way that she's going back through old medical books to make a point on you a housewife show. Google it. Just exactly. And maybe that's what she did. And she saw a couple of people on Reddit that were deniers of small esophagus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was just incels that have never gotten ahead before. And they're like, yeah, it must be because their esophagus is that's small. That's exactly That's exactly what, what she saw. I, I just don't understand it. The, the time and place makes no sense. The fact that you're still fixated on this also makes no sense. I don't understand what she does. I, we don't need her on the show. She has... I don't know if they're even cutting things. Like we have comments all the time of people saying, are they cutting a lot of things out? Because it seems like everything's a little rushed and we're just kind of moving through things. I don't think Anne-Marie's doing anything at all. She's not doing enough to, to get featured on the show. But what's even crazier is you're going to sit there with Crystal, who has been open about having an eating disorder, and say, did Sutton have an eating disorder? Yeah. That's not for you to say. It's not for you to even broach. Don't bring that up. That's so inappropriate to imply that. Because guess what? Because you're on TV and you just said that, now people are going to speculate further about Sutton's esophagus and does she have an eating disorder? And guess what? Not your fucking place to even bring up. It was so inappropriate. The timing of it, the topic of conversation, the fact that she said that in front of Crystal and then immediately denies it, which is so wild. All I said was this, period. You are on TV. Might I remind you, there is a camera not five feet from your face and a fucking microphone attached to your dress right here. What do you think we're going to do? Like, you think because you said you didn't say it, we gloss over it? I, I'm so, I'm fed up with Anne-Marie. I haven't gotten a rant in a while, and this isn't a full-blown rant, but, like, get her out of here. Done with it. Yeah, and for her to not even pick up the social cues of Sutton, or rather, Crystal is very annoyed and does not know what to do because she just called her out and Anne-Marie immediately just denies it. When Garcelle gets up, or Crystal goes, I'll take a full bottle of tequila. tequila. Anne-Marie laughed and put her arm on Crystal's leg. Like, you, you have no idea what you just did. You just spun this web and you're just going to laugh it off? Like, what are you doing? I don't understand what she's... I don't like... There's no way that there's anybody out there that's like, oh, Anne-Marie is exactly what we needed, right? I don't think there's any... There cannot... If there's one Anne-Marie fan out there, reach out to us in the comments. They probably don't listen to our show. Who do they listen to? I don't know. Who's out here supporting Anne-Marie? I want to know. Who's because... the guy that Zach was in a beef with? Maybe that guy. But... When Garcelle excuses herself, she goes over to Sutton. I didn't love this move either because it, and I get it's a show, but you are treading dangerous water. I know you didn't say it, but she goes over to Sutton and says, ooh, Anne-Marie's coming for you. And I don't like the timing of that either. Right. I'm glad that Sutton, again, has the fortitude and wherewithal to be like, not tonight. I'm not doing that, but keep her away from me. I really hope we don't see a scene next week where they're still there and some shit pops off. I hope that it was smoothed over and we're just not going to talk about this until a later date. Didn't love that she brought it up then. I don't think she needed to. She could have saved that one for the next day and avoided any potential conflict. Yeah, that seems like a FaceTime conversation exactly. the next day. That would have been much better. So didn't love that, but I'm glad Sutton at least didn't say anything. Mostly just because, look, I know what Garcelle does. Garcelle does that a lot. She likes to stir the she pot. She likes to stir the pot. Didn't realize the time and place, of course. But it's Sutton. You really don't know. Like, I was a little surprised that even Sutton was like, no, this isn't the time and place. I'm absolutely not going to do that. I'm pleasantly surprised for sure. But Garcelle has to understand Sutton a little bit better as her friends. You would think. To say, yeah, she might blow up right now and go over and start talking to her. That's what I was, that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, I'm really, didn't, thankfully. Thank God. Thank God that nothing popped off. It, it did not need to. But we get Dorit commenting on Morgan Wade. And we already know that she feels a type of way about it. And I think it's more so the feeling of being replaced as a best friend, not so much the romantic thing. But she does say, this is how rumors start. I think Dorit knows more. 
And I think that's her way of being like, ah, rumors, hint, hint. It could be, but it could also just be what you just said, where Dorit feels left out. And we've seen multiple times where Dorit has been left out. We <sighs> saw what her behavior looked like after she found out she was not invited out with Garcelle, yeah. Sutton, and Erica. Okay. She flipped out. So this could just be her feeding into it. And yes, obviously, there's rumors, and there were rumors at the time. There's even more rumors now. That could just be Dorit feeling left out and feeding that flame because of how she feels. I think that's a very valid point, actually. Yeah, she's not trying to push any kind of narrative. She's just pissed off because she's not part of it. Yeah. She wants to just throw some shit out. All right, I, I buy that. Could be. Could be. It could be, I think, either. Could be both. Both could be true. Interesting. Love those. We love those. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. but Because you really do love them. We love them. Hey. <laughs> If you don't believe me, give me more both of those. Yeah, both. Of, I'll take 10 more both of those, please. But we get to Kyle's speech, and it was a really nice speech. She speaks about her friend, and the whole room is moved. And we get to check in with Sutton real quick. And as we know, she lost her father to suicide when she was younger. And this was a really emotional scene watching this. Like, not just because of the topic, but watching how she has clearly dealt with this and learned how to process it better. I don't know if you ever fully processed that. But hearing her say certain things like, you know, he would be proud of me and stop herself. She goes, no, I learned this. He is proud of my kids. He's proud of me. Just watching her process all this, I wonder if this is going to be a chance moving on from this episode where we really see Kyle and Sutton come back together because we got an inkling of it earlier on when they were in Ojai. And when they're good, and I always think that Kyle's a little condescending towards her, there's always an air of like, Phew. but... They are entertaining when they're together, and if they can figure out how to bridge that gap, I guess I I don't want this whole season to be Kyle somewhat on the outs with everybody because she's right. so infatuated with Morgan, whether it's romantic or not. And I think that we've gotten a lot of that, and I know she's dealing with a lot of shit, but I just I want the group to be cohesive until something pops off and then we see some factions. Now it's been kind of sporadic. Or erratic, if you will. It has. And I do think the first person in this group that just accepts Kyle and Morgan's relationship or friendship, if you will, would go a long way. And we might get some answers there. That's a really good point. No one really has. No one really does. Everybody has questions. Some are a little more vocal than others. I think that if we do genuinely see a Sutton, a Garcelle, I don't think Dorit's going to come around to it. One person just... Put a little vote in favor of, yeah, it looks like you guys are really good friends. How did that come about? And we get actual answers. That could go a really long way, especially for them being friends, too. Tinfoil hat. What? Is that Anne-Marie's job this season? Will that happen down the road? And that's what she's oh, there for. Fuck. I didn't say her. I know, but that makes the most sense. It's the neutral third party. She's not involved with the other ladies. Clearly, nobody I likes don't know, her. No, no, no. I'm going to say no because it seems like Amory is too busy trying to make a name for herself by going after Sutton. But she's is too she, involved in her own shit. But is she stuck on the Sutton thing because she knows that irritated Kyle once briefly, and now she can't get rid of it because she's trying to look good for Kyle? So she's going after Sutton still. Could be tinfoil hat. Tinfoil hat. Could be. Love a good tinfoil hat. I think hat it's moment. more that Amory probably has watched the show before and already had a preconceived notion of what Sutton is and didn't like it, so she's just going after her. Okay. Both could be true. <laughs> Give me more of those. Yeah, I'll take a I'll take a lot more of those. But that takes us to the questions. So let's jump right in and see what we got. Up first, perfect timing from Sid Hilsey is Anne Marie one and done. God, we hope so. 
Hopefully half and done. I don't need the rest of the season. Yeah, she. Uh, that's a really good point. Oh, interesting. Not a housewives question from Crass Panty Three, or I guess just Crass Panty, and they use the three instead of an e. Thoughts on if wives should get their husbands gifts for Valentine's Day? I don't know about gifts. I would say like chocolates or something like that. Like that's fine. I think that's something usual. small. Hey, Valentine's Day. I've I've never been a big gift giver. It's flowers. It's, it's a consumer's chocolates. holiday. Yeah, Hallmark made that one Hallmark up. Hallmark holiday. No, I would say, yeah, I, you give your wife some flowers and some chocolates. No, 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 yeah, the nice opposite. To, I know, I'm saying, the oh. opposite. Give your husband some chocolates, maybe some meats. Meats and chocolates. Meats and chocolates. That's that's the counter to flowers and chocolates? great combination, why not? I'll take meats and chocolates. I know you would. I was I'm looking right saying, at you. I know, thank you. I'll, I hear Dev in the kitchen right now, so. Yeah, is she in there making meats and chocolates? That's our Brav Bros ghostwriter out there. <laughs> Interesting. From Kelly2422, does this season feel like a lot is being cut out? That's what I was talking about earlier. Somebody said, I saw that online before. Oh, you did? People are saying that this is being cut in a way that seems like we're just kind of pushing through. I wonder if it's because the last end of this, or the end of the season, rather, is so Kyle-focused with her family. That they're just jumping around. They're right just now. kind of jumping around, and that shows me that there's not a lot going on. I said it in regards to Amory not really having anything else going on. Maybe they're just cutting a lot of her shit. Crystal has said it before. Some of her things are getting cut. I think that's probably why. They're speeding up to get to the point that we, the viewer, want to see. Interesting. We'll do one more. From Sarah Elizabeth H., the lyrics from Morgan's song, Take Me Away, that she sang at the memorial were so sexual. I don't know. About oh, come that. on, no. I mean, look, it was a beautiful song at an event. She sang in memoriam. The lyrics. Yeah, there was like "Baby, Take Your Clothes Off" was like the first line, but it's a song. Well, about, that's a little weird. It's a song about love. It's not. If I guess, if you want to read for I, this for to a me, celebration of life, that's a little weird. This to me is reading too far into this. I think they're trying to find. Oh, oh she make like singing sexual because she wants to have sex with Kyle. This is coming from Steele, who reads far into everything. I know. And in this moment, look, it was a a beautiful song and a beautiful look at the, look around the room. There's not a dry eye in the house. So clearly the song landed. I don't think that we need to dive into this one. Let's leave the celebration of life alone. How about that? That's where I'm at. Rule number four. L C A. Leave the celebration of life alone. There's a lot more words after that. Whatever. I don't do the ofs. Yeah, we're we yeah, we're not gonna speculate in this moment. Now, if Morgan sings that song at like Kyle's birthday party, that's like a, a happy birthday, Mr. President type of thing. Yeah, we'll see now. We'll dive further into it. <laughs> but that's all we got. You got anything else? Uh, nope. Good to go. <clears throat> we'll make sure you get those tickets to our live show. As I said, the link is in the bio. Get those tickets ASAP. Aaron Litchie, come hang out with us. Don't forget to follow us on all of our socials at Brav underscore bros. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Brav Bros Podcast. And other than that, Brav Bros are out of here. Go birds? I don't want to say anything about the birds. I don't want to I just want to get to Monday. I'm still hopeful. I'm gonna watch the game as a fan. I got my scarf on. Yeah, I'm gonna ride or die with the birds. I just don't want to talk about it because I just want to see what happens. Okay. I just want to see what happens. Watch what happens Monday. Watch what happens Monday. Or Tuesday.
Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.